Should we get started? All right. <laughs> <sighs> you all right? Though? Yeah. Okay. Somebody was playing music really loud all fucking night. Oh, why didn't you call the cops? Because I didn't know where it was coming from. It wasn't loud enough to have been the neighbors. Oh. But it was just loud enough that I could hear it. Okay. Just the bass beat? <laughs> no, just the... I don't know. Just... Not just the bass. Dance, monkey, dance. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm um, just Peach King. What's going on? Oh, not much. Not much. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the afternoon rains as it's the first week of hurricane season. Yeah, your 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 governor is now running for president. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. He ain't my governor. He Never is. will be. He's your governor. No, he's not. Yep. He is not. You voted for him twice. I refuse. I did not. <laughs> I did not. It's all your fault. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. Nothing. <laughs> Responsibility or credit. Well, you know, if if shit was fair and balanced, he wouldn't be your governor anymore. No, he wouldn't. But he passed his own law. Yep. Which I. S- <sighs> yeah, I don't know how that's legal either. Yeah. Because that makes no sense to me whatsoever. No, but he's getting away with it. He's got a fully Republican House and Senate, and he's got donor money coming in. But can't the Florida Republicans be like, let's sue him on this? Well, no, because they're Republicans. Republicans have to do what the party wants them to do. Well, no, they don't have. They no, don't think on their own. The Democrats. The, the Democrats. Well, the Democrats. I don't know. Can't they be like, hey, like this is illegal. This shouldn't be this way because he's not. He's not in the state. He's not governing. So what? No, the he's fuck? not. Right. They they should just go to like the the governor's mansion and change on the locks. Yeah, just put all oh. this shit out in the front lawn. <laughs> for the eviction ju- just in time for the afternoon rain yeah what a mess it is <laughs> it is but it's the state of the world yeah nothing's going to get better I don't know they're saying this could be the week that Trump gets arrested again God, please, 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 please. Yeah. You never know. If there's a God, <laughs> and we know how that goes. I just think that DeSantis is staying out of the state because he knows it's Pride Month and he knows that he's going to get ambushed by drag queens. They're just shoving it in his face that everybody is doing like Pride 
weeks and shit and like not weeks but like pride events and you know it's pride month so there's stuff going on all month yep but this weekend is the big gay days at disney well i hope they're all feeling fucking miserable all these assholes not the gay people the gay people need to be happy (laughs) but all the assholes that are like anti-inclusionary yeah need to feel like shit this entire month I did see I don't know if you like I don't know if you saw but there was a lot of like online right wing um, oh yeah um, well how come the how come the veterans can't have a month and gay people do and it's like veterans do have a month it's the month <laughs> of May right we just went through it the fact that you don't know that means that you're the problem right so yeah they can all I was gonna say suck a dick but that really be weird for them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, something locally in the news is this bar restaurant in Winter Garden. Okay. And if you're not familiar with Winter Garden, Winter Garden's kind of this It's like artsy bougie, right? No, well no? parts of it are. Okay. But they've got this main street that's got this huge building with a microbrewery and a pizza place and different vendors. And um, it's very small town. Okay. But there's this one establishment called the Moon Cricket Grill. Okay. Now, apparently the name comes from a slang term about hearing black slaves singing at night. Oh, Jesus. So I never knew that. I had to look it up. But this this bar is running a 49-cent promotion for Bud Light. Okay. And telling you, you can buy a Bud Light for 49 cents, and we will pour it down the drain for you. This is in response to the Bud Light of course. ad. Yep. And the other thing is, it's 49 cents because there were 49 victims of the Pulse shooting. Oh, God. So I'm surprised nobody's burned this guy's building to the ground yet. Unbelievable. But, yeah, you know, the kind of shitty stuff that goes on in the world. Yay, Republicans. Well, they now feel empowered to say whatever the fuck they want. And they are. And they are. I, I I need to get off Twitter. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, social media as a whole, like, it's just it's just a cesspool of shit. I mean, I, you know, I follow like Shatner and George Takei and uh, Mark Hamill. Right. But I'm like, it's really not worth it with all the hate speak. No, no, not at all. It's terrifying. And I wish those people would get off Twitter as well. Yeah. Just so that, you know, they're not bringing traffic into a website of a douchebag. Right. But, you know. It's the American dream. (laughs) Use all your money from dad's emerald mine in South Africa. And then start buying companies and killing them. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, people think that he's, you know, he's this great guy, and he invented Tesla, and he invented SpaceX, and it's like, no, no, he didn't. He he Dumped bought a bunch them. of money in there. 
Well, he dumped a bunch of money on it in there and basically said, now that I've dumped all this money in there in on you, you, I own the company. Yeah. And remember when he bought Tesla, he was making sure that the technology was going to be open source. Yep. And that went away. Yep. Yeah. He's a douchebag. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Like so many. <laughs> Did you hear the news story about um, Republican Representative Lauren Boebert? Which one? The one about her father? No. Okay. So a professional wrestler that her mother slept with. So you can already tell the class <laughs> in this whole goddamn family. Yeah. Um, the mother insisted that he was her father. So for the past 30 years or so, she's been harassing this guy. And now she's found out that that wasn't the case. Oh, Jesus. So it's like, I hope he sues her. I hope he fucking sues her ass. Because he finally took a DNA test. Yeah. Uh, I guess the wrestler's, the wrestler is Stan Lane. Okay. Never heard of him. Looks like your typical 1980s wrestler. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures now. <laughs> so apparently... Um, the the lab tech who took Stan Lane's blood sample was convicted of switching the vials of blood <laughs> in another case, which immediately called into question. Right. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, she's going to be, a, what, a 36-year-old grandma? Yep. Who said that it was easier? Divorcee. Yeah, it was easier for her to get pregnant and have the kid than afford birth control. Right. Well, hey, isn't that what you're doing now? <laughs> Wants to cut all these programs, um, even though like she talks about having stood in line for government cheese. Married, I'm sure she did. Married to a dude that fucking whipped his dick out in front of a bunch of 16 year olds. Divorcing him, even though she's part of like the family values right. party, like she's she's a fucking disgusting human being. They all are. They all are. The the travesty of the debt ceiling negotiations. Well, she fucking didn't show up for the vote. Yep. So that she can be like. Well, it's not my fault. I didn't vote for it. Right. Well, you're a piece of shit. Yes, she is. Oh, hooray. Yeah. I wish Elton John, who has a house in California and a house in New York and a house in Atlanta, would just bankroll somebody to the extent that you could like elect a turnip president <laughs> to prove how screwed up this world is. Well, yeah. Yeah, but we'll get whatever the fuck we get now. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> no more no more student loan forgiveness. Nope. And they're gonna fuck them over by making them pay for the time they weren't 
like paying their loans back. Yeah. What a fucked up thing. Why isn't Morgan and Morgan taking on this case? Because they're Republicans. No, he's really is he? Most th- I, most lawyers are. Most lawyers I, that are for profit are. Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Oh well, he gave one hundred thirty-five thousand to the GOP. See? Oh, he left the Democratic Party in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, as soon as the tax cuts went to rich people. Yeah. He started fucking giving money to those idiots. It's all that way. What are you going to do? Whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. As soon as I hit the lotto... I'll buy, I'll buy a compound in Costa Rica. There you go. <laughs> heavily heavily armed. <laughs> there you go. Middle of the jungle. Yep. Nobody can find you. Like fuck this. Yep. That's funny. Start my own my own banana republic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where the crazy guy lives. That's right. Have people over for Kool-Aid. That's right. <laughs> We're having drinks. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so what else is going on? Not too much. Just no? working and trying to keep sane, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Watching anything good? I've been watching stuff. I don't know how good it is. Oh. <laughs> I guess we should talk about the finale of uh, Pink Ladies, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a love-hate relationship with this episode. Okay. The stuff that they did in the middle with the girl coming out to her friend. Yep. And no words were exchanged they did it through an unwritten uh, written note that you don't get to see all of that was amazing all that was great i loved mm-hmm. everything that they did with wrapping up those storylines but the fact that they couldn't tell an original story to save their life bothers me yeah there's you don't have to echo the movies for everything. You mean you don't need the big carnival at the end of the school year or the car race or, but it's, and it's not the end of the school year. This is from what McGee says is is it's winter break. What? Cause she, she screams at him that if she doesn't have a, um, assistant an assistant when she comes back from winter break she's quitting and so all of this shit all of the last 10 episodes happens within the first three months of school wow um and i guess it's a winter carnival then 
but like they go out of their way to dance in front of the shake section uh-huh. and I I think they are struggling for an audience and they are trying to get the people who love the original film to tune in because we saw Rizzo and Frenchie again. Right. And that girl who's playing Frenchie has got her down. Yes. I don't know if she went and spent time with um, Didi, Khan? Didi Khan or just looked at the movies and was like, I'm just going to keep talking until I get this. Yep. But yeah, she's really good. Yeah. And so at the very end, so let me, let me ask you this. What do you think happened to the actor that played Richie? Did he disappeared? Not only did he disappear, but the, the episode where he gets suspended or kicked out of school or whatever, he's only ever shown from the back. And so I was figuring either he got like COVID during the last couple of episodes or had something else to do. I don't know. But I thought at at least at the very end, because we go from the episode before where the 16 year old is going to marry the adult. Right. And like him asking her parents to going to the wedding. Right. Like there's a wedding in this episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, that was really fucking quick. What is going on here? Would Richie not have come to his sister's wedding? Would Richie not have shown up at the very end at least? You know, she's running around the carnival in a wedding dress, which is a little weird. Yeah. But I was like, okay, besides that, like, Richie, who is the love of the main chick's life now has been absent for like three episodes. So apparently he'd left the show. Oh, he did. Okay. But I'm not seeing like why any details on it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense that that would make sense that all of a sudden they had to send him away. And that like at the very end, there's a big cliffhanger for, I guess, season two. Where the Zuko's come to town. Yeah. But, but it's, it's Frankie Zuko. It's Frankie Zuko and not Danny Zuko, who I guess Frankie is his older brother. Because mm-hmm. everybody has a sibling that matches every other siblings in the show. Right. So, yeah. So Rizzo is one of the T-Birds siblings. It's the same age as Frenchie. And then Frankie Zuko shows up and Danny's the same age as the girls. And, you know, so when you get to the end, you know, it'll all match up, I guess. But yeah, it's, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I I don't know if I'm looking forward to a season two or if like I'm in this weird spot of like, I really don't want them to connect everything, but then it's right. like, well then fucking just connect everything and just get it over with. But it's very it, like you can tell that like a lot of the um a lot of the budget was not spent on locations because right. the school location must be with the sound stages wherever they shot the show. 
Right. Because you get a lot of shots of like buses at the end of streets that are blocking the view of what's beyond it. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, they just not have the money to have like an actual school location. And it was no more apparent than the drag race that happens on this little tiny oval (laughs) that's in a field somewhere. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so they're obviously not shooting in LA where they, they could have gone to the LA river and blocked it off like they did for Greece. Right. You know, I just, there's a lot of things going on with the show that it's like, I don't know if they were waiting to see if it was a hit or what, but I mean, they rebuilt the, soda shop place and that looked really good yeah so I don't know I mean I guess it was alright for what it was but I still don't think that we needed it you know you know next season they'll have another pink lady because they brought the, the black check in right and they did the the pink lady motto thing, which I can't remember what movie that's from. It's I, probably the second one. Is it from the second one? Because I don't, I don't remember what's in what. But I thought it was like you know they they have to go on and say it and I don't know. See again, it's it's them. Trying to get that audience. I guess. Yeah, it's really weird that somebody who... Or that someone who is noticeably absent from the last two episodes of the show, and there's not a lot of discussion about it. Yeah, I... That's why I thought that maybe maybe he had like gotten sick or something. No, there is something on Reddit that says that he, um, is cast in a, a new, um, Marine dramedy. (laughs) Oh, as you do. So I don't know. Cause he could have auditioned for that after he left. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing, there's really nothing on there about this. Bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. I mean, you would think as one of the main actors, they would have tied him into all of, all of the episodes, but. Well, and like you said, his sister's getting married. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, one of the, one of the posts on Reddit talks about like all of the backstage, all the behind the scenes photos show them all wearing masks. Um, they saw mention of anti antibiotic breath spray for the kissing scenes. Um, so it's very, it's, it's, they don't think it was COVID related. Okay. 
Um, others, others have said filming the Pink Ladies wrapped about a year ago, and rumors are that the actor was struggling, whether it, with the singing or the choreography or stress or something else. The new series you referenced just started filming per other social media accounts. So maybe he couldn't keep up with everybody else. Oh, could be. And he quit? Like... He stormed... with, two ep- with two episodes to go? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there are those huge dance numbers at the end of the last episode when they're at the... Um, when they're at the fair. Yeah. And, like, they're all dancing in it, so maybe he just couldn't... Maybe he just couldn't keep up. And like, you know, they're rehearsing all that shit from the very beginning. Yeah. He doesn't have much of a social presence. No. I mean, his official page hasn't been updated since June 2020. (laughs) His Twitter is even more dead. Bizarre. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. What are we going to find out? Yeah, I mean, it all looks like he quit. But wouldn't the trades have picked that up? I don't know. Well, I mean, if this was all filmed a year ago, and this kid, I mean, I don't know what his IMDb looks like. He was in Penny Dreadful. Okay. So maybe he's not a huge you know, nobody's hanging on what this dude is doing for all of his stuff. Yeah. So he just leaves under the guise of like, Oh, he gets written out. You know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's who knows. I want to (laughs) know. I want to know what the hell happened. You sure? He's approximately got a net worth of one to five million dollars. That's not bad. No. I mean, Penny Dreadful City of Angels didn't last very long either. And I'm sure he didn't have to sing in it. No, it was only, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I... Maybe he'll just disappear and we'll never hear from him again. Well, he went to military school. Maybe, maybe Greece. Maybe he goes to. Uh, would that be is Vietnam? Or is it Korea? Fifties would be Korea. So he goes to Korea and he's just never heard from again. Or he is, and we find out he was killed. He changes his name and he winds up working at a mass unit, where he dresses in women's clothes to try to get out. <laughs> So someone on Reddit is saying that the shooting of Rise of the Pink Ladies went over by a month or more. So it might have been a scheduling conflict. Okay. But that's shit that you can work out normally. You would think. I mean, all that, that shit happens all the time. Right. I don't know. 
I just thought it was strange. And look it's what it turned into. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a bit. It's a bit. In fact, we've got him right now on the line. <laughs> Richie? Hola. Hola. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. How come so you don't go to, to sister's wedding? <laughs> that was terrible, and I don't know why I went Chinese with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Holy fuck. Well, since you, since you brought up Chinese. Yeah. Like so what? I started watching American Born Chinese. Yeah. We've been watching that as well. It's really slow. So I, I when we went to go watch an episode the other night and I was not aware that they were only 27 minute episodes. Yeah. Because they feel super long. Yeah. And I was like, wow. OK. Even though they feel long, I don't know. I kind of dig the show and I don't know why. I mean, I I like the Chinese mythology. I thought the entire episode in Mandarin. Oh, when they're in heaven? Yes. Yeah. All subtitled. Yep. Um, I mean, they do some cool stuff. They do some of that, that you know, typical Chinese wire flying stuff. Yep. It's very, it, it feels like um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon for a bunch yeah. of Yeah. But the characters either aren't over the top enough or they're just bad. Like the drunk actor. Yeah. He's just kind of flat <laughs> and he should have this like hilarious role. Yeah. The, I don't know. I like the two kids. Yeah, I do too. Like, I like the two kids that are like the focus, kind of the focus of it. Um, but it brings back like what I like about it. I think more than anything else is that, um, there's, there's been kind of this rebirth of like bringing in good Chinese actors mm -hmm. and you get like Michelle Yeoh and, um, Oh, what's his name that was in it for the, the heaven one? Um, James, James Hong. Mm -hmm. Um, James Hong was in that. Yeah. He's, he's like, he's one of the like MCs and he's got oh, that was really on. him. Yeah. Oh really? Yep. So like, I did. I heard him call him that, but <laughs> I, I just thought it was a common name. Oh, uh, you know, Kehi Kwan is in it, and like, it's just nice to see that these actors are getting leading roles and stuff. Sure. And without them being stereotypical. Well, there's some stereotype. Well, there's but, some stereotypical stuff, but it's like going to the Chinese buffet. <laughs> yeah but I mean so we're only like six episodes through it oh that's as far as I got okay so like I don't know because I'm not Chinese and I don't have that background I don't know if like you go and sing karaoke at a Chinese restaurant oh it's huge okay so like like maybe you, you know the, th the things that I liked was like Michelle Yeoh does an entire fight in like sweatpants Yes. You know, she's not being asked to be like over the chop, over the top Chinese and like be in one of those not geisha outfits, but like, you know, something that's real encumbering. Like they're like, she's a great actor. Let's have this fight in this apartment. So I'm happy to see all that. And I'm, I'm glad that like everything everywhere all at once, which I'm assuming that this was filmed after. 
Yes, I would, um, I would think so. You know, then they're like, they're probably recommending other Chinese actors and being like, you should really bring in this person. And like, um, Jin's father is one of the bad guys from the dark Knight, mm-hmm. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um, he was in the Marco Polo TV show that was on Netflix that okay. was like, came up to this giant battle and like was left on a cliffhanger and then they canceled it. So you never got to see like, the the finale of it um but like they're bringing in all these really good actors and they're doing it in chinese and making american people read subtitles right and i like it i think like even if it's kind of slow i kind of like that they're being able to do it yeah i mean i i think the acting is amazing i i'm i want to see where Kehi Kwan is going because now we've seen him that he really is the super of an apartment building. Right. So, I, I mean, I was afraid he was going to be that horrible character the entire season. Oh, and they, they just like flash to the TV show? Yeah. And he keeps getting hit in the head or whatever? What could go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Y- yeah, like there's got to be a payoff for him. I don't know if he's like a god that's been banished like the other ones. Right. And like, you know, it's going to be it's going to be nice to see him actually act. I mean, he he acts and like fights and stuff and everything everywhere all at once. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't want him to be the fool of the show. Right. And so I don't know if they go with like, you know, a lot lots of 80s actors have normal jobs now. Sure. And he just wind up you know, getting pigeonholed and now he's the super of an apartment or whatever. Right. But yeah. And you know, until we get the short round TV show, which I'm sure is coming. Will he be doing flashbacks to a younger actor? (laughs) No, I think, I think you get de-aged Indy to show up at some point (laughs) and be like, be like, um, here's the reins go have fun or something okay and then like it turns into just him having adventures and then he's got a kid that he's you know mentoring no time for love dr short round (laughs) see i think what happened is at the end of temple of doom willie scott adopted him i mean that i wouldn't that would probably be a good storyline as opposed to Indy just abandoning him somewhere. Right. <laughs> Cause you never see him again. No, you don't. You think they try to pigeonhole him into the fifth one? I don't know. Willie is in the last one. There's a picture of her in, in Indy's apartment in Indy's house. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I still wish all three of them would show up in this last one. <laughs> I mean, Allison Duty is is out doing the con circuit, so I'm sure she'd be game for it. I mean, Kate Capshaw, what's she got going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, but like they've got to explain what happens to Marion. Hopefully, Marion Jones. Yeah, you would think so. <laughs> Where'd she go? 
I mean, she's not in any of the press, and she's not in any of the the trailers and stuff. So, well, maybe they're hiding that. Maybe that'll be like the after credit scene. <laughs> but he'll be dead by the end of the movie. I don't know if that's real. I just made that up. <laughs> I just want to fuck with people. Um, speaking of Indiana Jones, though, all four movies and the TV show got put on um, Disney Plus this week. Mm-hmm. So I have been slowly going through the movies. Okay. Um, even though I own them, you know, it's just easier to just pull them up online and watch them. Um, and I watched, I was not aware when, um, the Indiana Jones, the young Indiana Jones Chronicles finished their TV run that Lucas went back and edited them all together as a movie. So each it's impossible. It was three seasons. Each episode is an hour and a half on oh oh yeah 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 okay so there's only 13 episodes of it online but they're all an hour and a half right and he also went back and if you watched the tv show when it first aired a lot of the episodes were um bookended with the old eye patch Uh uh-huh kind of foolish indie Yep. And he's taken all that out. So, so Grandpa Indy is no longer in it. Poor guy. But you still get the one where Harrison Ford comes back for all of ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, Mystery of the Blues. Yeah, where he suddenly can play a, a saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It's he's a man of about. many, many talents. Yeah. But I was reading that apparently the reason he has a beard in his episode is because he was growing it out for um, um, God, what's the 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 one where he's on the run? Fugitive. The Fugitive. Yes. Thank you. He was he was growing it out for scenes in The Fugitive and he was like, well, I'm not shaving my beard. And if you want me to film this, you have to come up to Wyoming. Uh, And so they were like, cool done and so he got to be Indiana Jones again I don't know whether or not I'm going to rewatch Crystal Skull though really yeah I kind of feel I need to yeah just just because I think I've only seen it once (laughs) I think I've seen it twice I think I saw it once in the movie theater and then once when it came to to home video and I think that's it. Right. I don't know if I can get past the monkeys, though. <laughs> and Shia LaBeouf swinging through the yeah, trees. Yeah, that's so fucking out there. Yeah. I mean, the whole movie's out there, but, like, that's just egregious on a level that's unparalleled in that. I've also been watching the Schwarzenegger TV show FUBAR. Oh, yeah? How is that? It's fun. It's not... (laughs) 
it's not anything that's going to win awards. Like it's not anything that, you know, it's getting critically panned because it's kind of campy. Right. But that's what Schwarzenegger is like, like it feels very much like true lies. Um, he's a CIA agent. He's going on missions. There's characters around him that are varying degrees of comic or dramatic, depending on what the story needs. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just fun. It's not anything other than that. Okay. So, I mean, if you like Schwarzenegger movies from the eighties and you like his comedic side, then you might enjoy this. If you don't like that stuff, then FUBAR is probably not, you know, (laughs) the right thing to watch. Right. But I don't know. I mean, I like seeing him back in action, so. Okay. You know. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I finished White House Plumbers. I watched the first episode this week. Okay. Um, Did it interest you or? A little bit. Okay. Does it get more interesting as it goes? It gets interesting in how fucked up Nixon's presidency was. Okay. And that they have people whose sole responsibility it was was to make sure he gets reelected by any means necessary. Right. So um, it's really messed up. (laughs) I mean, really so incredibly bad that this was happening. And, you know, um, it doesn't even touch on the missing minutes of tape or the I'm not a crook speech. Okay. This is all these two guys. So Justin Thoreau's character and Woody Harrelson's characters basically become the fall guys for the rest of the Republican Party. Okay. And through up to the end, Justin Thoreau's character, G. Gordon Liddy, who's a real person. Right. I mean, they're ins- all real people. Yeah. Insisted that that he was doing the right thing. Okay. And it's, I mean, it's just messed up. I mean, I do like the fact that they showed G. Gordon Liddy, like, his relaxing music is actually Hitler's speeches. Yes. Yeah. And apparently that's an actual thing. That is an actual thing that he used to do. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, I saw the first one. I was like, okay, this is kind of interesting. That's fucked up with like some of these characters and stuff. Um, But I mean, maybe I'll continue to watch it if it, just shows how fucked up things are and it's only six episodes oh is it yeah okay. it's it's quick okay it's quick but oh my god <laughs> and, and, and watching that and then just imagining what else has gone on what goes on today behind the scenes yeah yeah and 
I, I don't think this is really a spoiler, but the Watergate break-in happened several times because they kept screwing up. Oh. <laughs> so like what, like, I think it's the first time the, the safe cracker they brought up from Miami has the wrong tools. And he's like, well, where are the, where are the right tools? Well, they're at my house in Miami. <laughs> yeah. And like the first, when they break into the doctor's office in the first mm -hmm. episode, they're not supposed to leave any traces. And then they're looking through the pictures. Right. And it's like, what happened? And he was like, well, you know, we couldn't get it open. So we had to improvise. And they're like, well, where'd all the drugs come from? Well, we stole those and we just put them down. And they were like, what junkie would break in and leave the pills? <laughs> like it's it is pretty funny that like they're that incompetent. Yeah. It's very bizarre. <laughs> but I I really knew nothing about it. Um Did they show the part when um Forrest Gump calls and says that there are people across the hall? Or in the next building with <laughs> flashlights? Um, it's not Forrest Gump, but yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't realize Forrest Gump was actually standing in for somebody. Yeah, I think they took real footage. Or possibly, I don't know. But yeah. Very, very stupid people. Does Nixon show up, like, as a person? No. No? Okay. I think you hear his voice at some point. Oh, okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Just I, the whole fact that this isn't a joke. <laughs> that it's real life, that it actually happened? Yeah. Yeah, well... I mean, history is replete with fucked up things, right? Of course. <laughs> Children becoming emperors. <laughs> the whole Dalai Lama thing. Yeah. You know. I mean, in this in this country, like MK Ultra and Nixium, like like the the experimenting on soldiers in Vietnam and. Like, you just look at some of this shit and be like, how did we do that to people? Right. I mean, and depending on if what you believe, like the assassination of Kennedy might have been perpetrated by our own government. Sure. Depends on which tinfoil hat you're wearing. Well, and after watching White House plumbers, it's perfectly plausible. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's the fucked up thing is that shit like that could actually happen. So another movie I watched this week, uh -huh. um, I went back and I watched um, Escape from Alcatraz. Okay. Because for some re weird reason, that is one of my all-time favorite movies. Okay. It's one of those that if it's on TV, I can watch it from wherever it, like I pick it up from. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if I just have a thing for prison movies because Shawshank Redemption is the same way for me. 
Yeah. But um the the breakout from Alcatraz is 1962. Right. And for some reason for and go ahead. And that's the the guys with the wax heads in their bunks yes. and yep. okay. They they create um paper mache heads um and break out and they nobody knows where that what happened to them. Um but I had always thought for my however long I've been watching this movie, I'm going to say 45 years. I don't know what age I was when I first watched it. Um, but I always assumed that this movie was made in the late sixties. It was made in 1979. Okay. Star Wars was a thing when this movie was made. Okay. And it looks, and I don't know if it's on purpose, but it looks like it was shot in the 60s, which is why I always assume that it was like a late 60s, early 70s film. Because if you look at like things from the early 70s where it's like um, not Godfather, but um, like the French Connection and things that are like earlier 70s, mm-hmm. it all kind of looks the same because of the film that they're using in the cameras and whatever. And I feel like Star Wars starts a revolution of movies looking better than they had. And so this entire time I'm like, oh, Escape from Alcatraz was like 69, 70. Um, Star Wars was out. Superman was out. Jaws was out. And I was like, holy shit, like this looks like a product of the 60s. Hmm. So yeah, it's really weird. Okay. Definitely not what I was thinking. No. No. Did you ever watch Mrs. Maisel on I Prime? Haven't. No. So third season, final season, just finished. Uh huh. Um. It was a very interesting premise. That it was a a single mother who is going to do stand up after her husband left her for his secretary. And through the first two seasons, you kind of see her rise to fame. Okay. So she, she strikes up a friendship with Lenny Bruce. (laughs) Okay. And, um, Jane Lynch plays a character who's, she's kind of I don't know if she's like a a a Brooklyn immigrant mother or something but her her character Sophie Lennon and she has this catchphrase she does a very broad comedy and it's something like you know you can put that in your pipe and smoke it (laughs) okay and at one point she tries to do like serious drama and she gets out on the stage and she totally loses it and just starts doing shtick. So throughout all of this, there is Mrs. Maisel's um, agent, who is Alex Bornstein. Okay. And she is genius in this role. Genius. Okay. Um, she's working with Mrs. Maisel. She's getting her gigs. She's kind of protecting her. Um, season two ended with uh, 
Mrs. Maisel getting fired from the opening act of an up and coming R and B singer because she, well, he, he was gay and he was open about it with his family and friends, Okay, but he wasn't out. Oh, and she puts it in her act. <laughs> okay. That he's gay. So she gets, so she, yeah. So, you know, she got fired. Okay. He's like, just because everybody knows doesn't mean everybody knows. Right. So the third season starts doing this weird thing with flashbacks and flash forwards. So you see an older Mrs. Maisel in the 2000s, and then it will flash back to something from, you know, the 1960s. Um, you find out that she's still friendly with her ex-husband because they have kids together. Um, her father is Tony Shalhoub. Her father-in-law is Kevin Pollack. Okay. Um, there's some really funny stuff. There's some really poignant stuff. And the way it ended, I thought was kind of sad. Okay. But if you think you may go and watch it, I don't want to say anything. Um. Possibly. But, you know, it won't so, be for quite a while, so I'll probably forget. Well, I mean, so the third season, she basically lands a writer's job for this late night TV host, like a Jack Parr. Okay. Or a uh, uh, Johnny Carson kind of character. Okay. And um, she's the girl writer. She's kind of a token. They don't really give her a lot of credit. Um, there are some mobsters who have been attached to her agent for the entire thing, but not really knowing how deep it was. So like for every, every dollar that she earned, 60% of that would go to these gangsters for however many years until she found out about it. Oh. And the way she gets away from the gangsters is her ex-husband goes to them and says, take me, take me. I, I will pay her debt. I will be responsible. You own me. Leave her alone. And he ends up being a fall guy and he gets arrested for racketeering. And, you know, that's all really sad. <laughs> and she ends up she had ended up doing a industrial show for the gangsters about waste removal. <laughs> Okay. Um, which is kind of funny. But in the end, so you see her, she's she's on her way home. She's been talking to her her assistant or whatever. And um, she's got like a day off in the middle of the week. And she's like, why? Why? But find me a booking. Find me something. So she ends up calling her, calling Alex Bornstein's character who's officially a lesbian by this point. Okay. Um, and they have this ritual where they videotape Jeopardy and watch it together. Okay. From, from you know, Mrs. Maisel's, I guess, still in New York, but her the agent character is in, like, Key West or Miami or somewhere tropical. <laughs> um, 
Well, yeah, I mean, that's she. So you see her coming into her house and she's like calling for people and there's no one there. And it's like a huge house. And it's like there's nobody in her life. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's kind of I mean, it's it. I don't know. Bittersweet because she has the success she wanted. Right. It, it would definitely be worth checking out. OK. The in-laws are very funny. Tony Shalhoub is very funny. Uh, in the second season, her mother runs off to Paris to live on her own. <laughs> um, her mother is a Yenta. She's a matchmaker. Okay. So, that, I mean, there's some funny stuff there. Okay. But it's it's really well written. I don't know. I, I, I think it, it's worth checking out. Okay. At some point. It's no the boys, it's no hunters, <laughs> but it it's still pretty cool. I don't even know if I have that bookmarked. The marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, looking at it. There's five seasons. Is it five? Oh, maybe it is five. I lost track. All right, I'm adding it to my It's been list. so far. It's been so far in between seasons. Oh, it's, it's one of those. You know, yeah. Yeah, Amazon seems to do that a lot. Yeah. I think they learned their lesson with the boys, but I think a lot of the other stuff, like it was three or four years between um, the Jack Ryan seasons. Uh huh. To the point where, like, I was really into it for the first couple of seasons, and then, like, it went away and came back. And now I'm like, do I really want to go back and watch it? Mm. There's also something new starting, I think, this week called The Lazarus Project. I saw something about that. <sighs> Apparently, it was a British series. Okay. It's going to be on TNT. And I liked Falling Skies on TNT. So, you know, this might be decent. Okay. It's... Um, I, I remember some sort of show where these these people would travel through time to the moment of a of a disaster yeah and observe it and this kind of feels this way to me like uh, fringe was it fringe the fringe had the characters called the observers no, this was, I mean, this was legitimately these strange people that would be seen in, in period photographs for, for generations. That happens in Fringe. Does it? Yeah. They, because it, like in the first couple of seasons, I keep seeing the bald guys. Right. And all the photos everywhere. And they can't figure out who they are. And then by the the last the last season, like they've taken over. Right. Well, and they cross. 
universes or whatever, however you want to describe it. Oh, between the two. Um, the two. Yeah. The, the parallel universes. Yeah. Yes. But I mean, I'm sure that's not the first. The first show that's come up with that premise. Yeah, I don't know. I I wish I could remember what the show was. If it was a show or a movie or. You're not thinking about Explorers, are you? The kids movie with the aliens? No, 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 no. no. Oh, it... Explorers with Mino Pellucci? Yeah. No. No, okay. No, no, no. There was also a movie. Oh, God, what was it called? Um, oh, fuck me. What was it called? Um, Hang on. There was... Like people from the future who would go to the moment of catastrophes yes, and steal yes. the bodies out. Oh, no, I don't know about that. Uh, wow, what was it called? Hang on, I'm getting there. Um, I'm pretty sure it had Chris Christopherson in it. Millennium. No, how how long ago? 1990. Mm, oh, maybe. Uh, and uh, he, Chris Christopherson plays a an NTSB investigator trying to find the cause of an airline disaster, and he meets a woman from a thousand years in the future. It had Charles Ladd in it. I, mm, no, I don't think so. So is what you're thinking of like people from the future that are? Yes. Okay. Let's see. Google is your friend. Unless you're looking for this random show <laughs> that I remember. <laughs> Uh, fringe comes up an awful lot. Yeah. Um. How about time travel movies? Let's see what we come up with with that. Uh. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, and it's not Back to the Future. <laughs> um, does it do? Do you feel like it's an older property? I think late eighties, nineties. Eighties, okay.
it's not about time, is it? Uh, from like was, the 60s? No. The, the, um, Christopher Reeves one. Oh, no. 12 Monkeys? Nope. Hmm. I don't know, dude. That, like, what you were describing sounded a lot like Fringe. Uh, Quantum Leap? Nope. Hmm. Doctor Who? <sighs> Timeless? Nope. No? Nope. There's a 1992 movie called The Grand Tour, or Disaster in Time, starring Jeff Daniels. Is that it? I don't know. It it <laughs> might be. Yes. Okay. It's called Disaster in Time? Uh, that was one of the titles, yeah. Okay. So he returns to a small hometown to renovate an old guest house with his young daughter. Uh, local yokel bus driver arrives at the unfinished guest house unannounced with a busload of weirdos who insists her group stay in the unfinished quarters while constantly complaining everything is grand. <laughs> After several unusual encounters with a couple of these people, Ben begins to consider that these so-called tourists may in fact be time travelers who have witnessed some of humanity's most devastating disasters, such as the 1906 San Francisco earthquake and the 1980 eruption of Mount St. Helens. Oh, okay. So they're so Jeff Daniels isn't traveling through time. The people that are staying with him are time travelers. Uh, yes. Okay. Oh, and it's the little girl from Jurassic Park. Oh, is it? Yeah. Now I'm going to find this and watch it. <laughs> well, it looks like you can get it on Prime. Like, um, you can rent it on Prime. Yeah, I don't want to rent. I mean, the names of some of the characters of like Madam Lovin, yeah, Judge Caldwell, Quish, Spall, Undersecretary, Reverend. I mean, you've yeah. got my curiosity up. <laughs> Oh, there's a VHS tape tape of it on YouTube. Oh, there you go. This was like Jeff Daniels before like his comedy turn too. Like before uh, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh, it was directed by David Toey. 
he'd go on to make such things as The Fugitive and Riddick and Pitch Black. He didn't direct The Fugitive, he wrote it. But this was his first Grand Tour Disaster in Time was his first directing gig. Hmm, okay. And what's he done since? Uh, the Charlie Sheen vehicle, The Arrival, that's got aliens in it. Okay. Pitch Black with Vin Diesel. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick with Vin Diesel. Riddick with Vin Diesel. A Perfect Getaway, uh, which stars Mila Jovich and Steven Zahn. Oh, it's got Chris Hemsworth in it? What the fuck? What movie is this? Two pairs of lovers on a Hawaiian vacation to discover that psychopaths are stalking and murdering tourists on the island. And which movie is this? This is called A Perfect Getaway. Hmm. It's got a young Chris Hemsworth in it. Oh, boy. 2009. Would that be before Thor? Uh, it's going to be pretty close. It'd be, yeah, it'd be super close for sure. 2011 was Thor, so yeah. Okay, so. Just before. So this is like um, Red Dawn Chris Hemsworth. When he remade that. David Toey is like a real solid like 7 out of 10 director. Like all of his stuff is like 7 out of 10. If that tells you where he ends up. But Homeboy wrote Fugitive. And that was amazing. So who knows? Okay. Second time Fugitive's come up on the podcast today. Wow. That's weird. What are the odds? It's wacky. Yeah. It's wacky. I'm surprised he didn't like, you know, do one of those things where like he had a walk on in Fugitive somewhere. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You've seen um, Regarding Henry, right? Yes. The movie. Where, yes. So Harrison Ford gets shot in the head. Can't remember who he is. Loves Ritz crackers. And it was written by a very young J.J. Abrams, who is in oh, the Oh, really? Yes. He, as a delivery boy. He, he shows up as a delivery boy. It was like his first thing that he ever sold. Wow. Yeah. Well, he does have an actor credit. Director, writer, producer. Where's the where's the acting credit? David Toey? That's weird. Actor. Oh, he was in something called Below. Strange happenings occur in a World War II submarine. Six out of ten on IMDb. That stars Bruce Greenwood. How do you fuck up a Bruce Greenwood movie? Olivia Williams was in it, too. That's weird. So you can kill those things, even though you have good actors. (laughs) 
Am I keeping you up? No. No? You sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about scammers before on this podcast. Yes. I I encountered another one this past week. Oh, which, which scam are they trying to run on you? So I got a phone message that said it was, this was a message from Xfinity. Okay. And they were offering me my car services for only seventy nine ninety nine. <laughs> okay. So I went on my Infinity app. I tried to talk to somebody to see is this is this legitimate? What the hell's going on? And I ended up just calling them. Okay. So after the the American accent of the please wait while we connect your call, I get this Indian guy. Okay. Incredibly thick, calling from a call center who's going on and on about this and you know he's like asking for my address so it's like i give him the address and it it it, to me it sounds like he's looking it up in the database yeah he really wasn't yeah so i got all through his pitch and he was telling me how you know there's they're partnering with target on that and um that's how we're able to offer such a low price and it's sounding really legitimate. And then he goes, but there's one, one prerequisite you have to meet. So I'm like, okay, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. He goes, so in order to get this low, low price of seventy nine ninety nine, you have to prepay for five months. Oh Jesus. There it is. And that comes to like 400 something dollars. Yeah. And I, I didn't even respond. I just hung up. <laughs> I should have kept him going. I should have given him some bogus account number to look up. <laughs> Wasted his fucking time. So why did, I guess my question is, why did you call that number and not Xfinity directly? Because I haven't been able to get anybody on Xfinity to answer me. Okay. Because they have this thing where it's like, you can either wait for a chat agent or the first available person can call you back. Okay. And I waited like two days. <laughs> I was like, okay, so let me just see, you know, what's going on. And did you give them the real address? Because obviously, no. No? Okay. But as soon as, soon as he asked for, you know, prepayment, I knew it was wrong. Right. Because they're never going to do that. No. So yeah, so there's my my harrowing tale of avoiding being scammed. <laughs> yeah, I keep I I'm still getting um the typical scammer thing on my Google Voice account. Uh-huh. I get at least 3 a week where it starts out with just a hello as a text message. Uh-huh. Because they want you to um they want you to the keep the conversation going until they can get money out of you. Right. Um, so, and I love keeping these because it's great. So the, the one I got last was just a text message that says, where are we planning to meet? And that's how it starts out. Okay. And so I've gotten a little short with these people. So I, I put, you have a lot of nerve wanting to meet after the shit you pulled. 
<laughs> and so she says, I'm Mia. I tried to message you on WhatsApp, but it won't allow me. But it won't allow me. And I said, you're just going to ignore what you did, Mia, you ignorant slut. <laughs> and so then she puts this is me with a picture. Uh-huh. And it says, are you not Emily? And so I say, fuck off. And so she says, oh, God, so sorry. Maybe I got the wrong number. Please forgive my carelessness. And I said, that's what I thought, you whore. <laughs> and so then she says, thank you very much for your kindness. You are a very kind person. Nice to meet you. And I put, uh, you're not even going to react to that. And so then it says, what are you talking about, man? So now it's turning. And so now they know that I'm not dealing with them and says, and so I say pretending to be a woman trying to scam guys or whatever of, uh, whatever your end game is, you're a piece of shit and you should rethink your life or walk off a cliff. And so they, they write back and I know that I'm keeping them occupied. So I'm, I'm, I don't care. Right. And you're wasting their time. I'm wasting their time. And so it's, why are you telling me that you are lying to me? If you're not the one I'm looking for, then go away. And so I was like, you contacted me and no one would ever try to lie to a fool like you. And I was like, that doesn't even make sense. And then they put, if you don't, you're crazy. And I was like, fuck off, you scammer piece of shit. And so they they write that back and put you are a you are a crazy and irrational fool. And so I put clever. You must be the head scumbag. And so they they send me a gif of a little girl in uh, like a princess outfit eating cake. So I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. And so I send one back, which is um, uh, Jack Nicholson flipping you off. And it says, fuck off, bitch. And so their response is go away N word. And I'm like such a vulgar mouth for an Asian woman. Go walk in the traffic. And that was the last I heard of them. <laughs> but I get these all the time. Really? Oh yeah. There was another one where it just sent a picture and it says, hello, I'm Betty. Your number is on my work phone, but we don't have a call log. This is my picture. Do we know each other? And so I put, we hooked up in LA, didn't we? And she put, this is my work number, which contains my important customers. Uh, what's your name? And I said, <laughs> I think we got down and dirty in LA. And she says, hello, my name is Betty. What should I call you? And so I put weird. That's my name too. <laughs> <laughs> and so she's like, would you like to share a photo of yourself? And I went, nah, I don't share photos with filthy fucking scammers like yourself. Don't do something meaningful with your life or drop dead. I don't care which just get on with it. And so they write, are you a sucker? And I put not as much as your mom. She can suck the come out of several dicks <laughs> all night long. And oh, so, God. so he, he calls me a draft horse. And I was like, clever. You must be the smartest idiot in your workplace. And then they, they didn't get back to me. But like I get this, I get that three times a week. And so now I just play with them because better me than somebody else. That's funny because 
I never look at WhatsApp. Yeah. Because I only had it on my phone for work because we found it was easier to communicate with WhatsApp than using our work phones overseas. Okay. I can so see in that. Jan- January 2nd, 2023, in this BTC private friend group, a large number of financial experts and beauties share the joy of life and grow together. Looking forward to more friends join quickly and share happiness. <laughs> March 19th, dear friends, we invite you to join the BTC INTE link. (laughs) And oh, then apparently I got into a, I'd never seen this chat before. Welcome new students to Charles Williams Investment Learning Club. I am Daniela, the assistant of Professor Charles. Some new friends may not be familiar with this place. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they're they're all trying to get you to, to write back. Yeah. And they're all trying, like, like, so I've posted stuff on Reddit and I forgot to block out the name or the their phone number, so I got... I got kicked off for like 45 days or whatever, but they were all like, you shouldn't engage them. You should just let them go away. And it's like, it's more fun this way. It's not my, it's not my real phone number. It's a Google voice number. So it's not like they have my information, right? They have a phone number that they clicked on and was like, Oh, this person is responding. They think that I'm some gullible dude that is lonely and I'm not. And it's just like, if I can waste their time with me, then they're not going to go after somebody else. And they, they're constantly like when I used to, I used to do this thing where I would just go back and forth with them all day long. Right. And just knowing what the end game was until the end of the day, I'd be like, fuck off scammer. And I would get like angry thing. Like they get angry at me and it's like, you're trying to scam me and you're pissed off. And so then it became a game. And so like everybody on the internet is like, if you don't, if you don't respond, they go away. I was like, I don't want them to go away. I want them to keep hitting me up because I can actually have some fun with them. But I I guess when you get that shit, you're just supposed to like drop it. I don't care. Cause they're never going to find out who I am. Right. I used to, I had a picture on my phone for a while that when they would say, could you send me a picture of yourself? I found some random dude on the internet that has a, um, a watermark on it from like, um, I think it's called dream time, which is like a, a stock photo place. Yeah. 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 So I would just send them that and they'd be none the wiser and it'd be like, you don't see the big watermark on it. But they would just keep going because eventually they think that they can get money out of me. It's like, nope, sorry. I don't know. People are funny. Yeah, so I've got this chat group that I never responded to. Yeah. But since it's a group chat, I got all the messages. Okay. Are they all like, fuck off? No, they're not. Oh. 
And the scary part is, it's like the it's this Charles Williams investment learning. Yeah. Club. And there, there is a Charles Williams. Uh, so the SEC, the SEC has some, no, that's somebody else. Um, cause I did a search for Charles Williams investment learning club and it didn't really come up with anything. I put in except for the, the top guy. He's got a wiki page. I'm an internationally certified financial technician and currently a retail trader, which means I'm making my living trading my own money. Why would you fucking do that? Oh, he looks like a winner. Yeah, so somebody finds this and then hits up somebody like a bunch of random numbers hoping that somebody will be like, Oh, I want to take that course. And then they try to scam out of money. You send me just $800 and I will give you the secrets of the universe. That's it. Yep. That's all it takes. Everybody should send in money now. I don't know. This seems really legit. I might have to like send him some money through WhatsApp. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, he do that? You might as well. I'm sure they'll they get it to you through Cash App or Venmo or something that you can't like get a refund from. Oh my God! Your profits are insane. <laughs> the more money, the higher the profit. So send me every bit of money that you have right now. Have a great weekend, everyone, says Elaine. Oh, which came in today. Holy oh, shit. There you go. But it's Sunday. Why would you be having a good weekend? Like the weekend's over. Right. In fact, as of 15 minutes ago, there was a response to it. Jesus. Wow. Exit group. I'm kind of surprised that the company you work for allowed you guys on WhatsApp. Uh, yeah. That seems a little silly. Yes, but unfortunately when you're I don't know I don't know how why it worked better than our work phones. Right. Because we were still in a big metal tin can. Right. 
but for some reason we could message back and forth quickly. Huh. But then you get all these these screwed up messages from people. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, here's something good to know. What? Charles Williams died in 2011. Oh. <laughs> uh, but how can that be? He's got a website, John. Yeah. That's fine. You should. Oh, you already left the group. Yeah. Oh, you should have posted that on there and been like, this you? <laughs> That's funny. Yep. Crazy. All right. So stay away from Charles Williams. Yep. Don't he did. He did. He did. He's not going to help you. Nope. He. I mean, if he can help you from the grave, that would be an amazing service. Well, that'd be incredible. Damn, now I should see if I can join that group. Because that would be funny. Can you find groups? I guess it's a community, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't know how I got added to it. <laughs> Have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure how WhatsApp works. I did freelance for a guy that only com communicated through WhatsApp. Mm. He paid on time and all his money was good, so that's all that I cared about. Right. But yeah. Good times. All right. You got anything else for this week? Uh, no. no. All right. Well, if you want to get in touch with us, you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Let us know you're listening. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. You can have anything you want, and you want crackers. <laughs> Get this man some Ritz crackers. <laughs> <laughs>